Welcome to episode 266 of Taking the Charge Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I am David Hine of Hine News. Thank you for stopping by. So, another NBA season is has started. And, um, you know, this is actually, uh, I'm looking forward to this season uh, actually quite more than I was last year. And... Um, and should be, um, you know, the, the storylines are there. Of course, there's, um, you know, Cavs, Warriors-Cavs Part 4. Is it going to happen or not? Um, but, uh, you know, there's other storylines out there. Um, and uh, yeah, before we get to that, uh, let's uh, just let you know you can listen, you can contact the show. Uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at High News, H-E-I-N-N-E-W-S. The Facebook group is just put in taking the in the group in the search bar taking the charge podcast and we will uh, let you in. We just want to be at the door to let you in and welcome you to the group. You can go to Patreon and support the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash taking the charge all one word. Patreon.com slash taking the charge. Go to iTunes, rate and review the show. You can go to the website highnews.com. The email address is highnews at gmx.de. So many different ways. Go ahead and reach out to the show. Okay. Um, yeah, as I mentioned last week, I wanted to um, talk about the NBA this week. Um, uh, one day after the start of the of the NBA season, uh, uh, did have a chat with. A returning guest, a uh, buddy of mine here from uh, who lives here in Regensburg, like me, and an American, uh, is a much bigger basketball um, NBA basketball fan than I am, and I uh, just kind of wanted to get, pick his brain on some things about the NBA. Chris Ertz, uh, don't really <laughs> look for him out there. On the uh, on the WWW, he's not really out there. Um, he does um, he does uh, geek out to some XL uh, <laughs> facts and and um, but uh, no, not to really anything out there publicly. And uh, uh, maybe I might try to push him a little bit more to do some of that. But uh, until then, you just kind of have to sat, be satisfied with coming, just listening to the shows that he comes on the show, uh, comes on to talk to me. Uh, yeah, you know, and the the, the storyline obviously from last night, the first night of the of the season, was um, 
you know, Hay- Gordon Hayward going down with, you know, really just a, a really, really nasty, ugly, uh, br- a broken ankle. And, uh, you know, those, those are the, the, the visions that can't, that, that, that can't be unseen, you know, when you see those, and, you know, I'll, you always remember, you know, if you're a little bit older, Joe named, uh, you know, Joe Theismann, you know, his leg, uh, being broken and, uh, there was the Bengals uh, line, offensive lineman in the Super Bowl, where the 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 you could tell that the bottom part of the foot leg was just attached, uh, was basically just being kept there by a sock, and it kind of flaps around. There's you know football injuries and um, a couple of basketball injuries. Uh, Paul George, um, and yeah, you know these are just the really nasty compound fractures and stuff like that, and. And like I said, they can't be unseen. Um, and uh, so you know, just you, you can't be you can't be happy, you can't be pleased, or anything like that. You, you if you're if you're you're anti Boston Celtics, you really can't say, oh, you know, good, you know, you know, this is not gonna, you know, this is gonna make things easier, or whatever for for uh, for LeBron and and. Uh, and obviously, this interview that I do was chat that I do with Chris. Uh, it was done before the game, so before this happened, so before we knew um, that Gordon Hayward would uh, you know, most likely. I can't imagine he comes back this season. Hopefully, he comes back and has a productive career. You know, that's the that's the number one priority right now, as far as you know, from my side. You know, hey, just um, you know, hopefully, he's able to come back and 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 be a contributor at a high level and um just to contribute at all in the nba and it would be a a wonderful story so you know you can't be happy about it you can't be pleased about it um even if you're in a you know even if you're you're not a fan of uh the the boston celtics so you know get well uh gordon hayward and just just a a very un 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 un, um, uncomfortable and um uneasy a site there at the uh, the first game of the NBA season. Second game was, uh, you know, I didn't watch all of it. Uh, I was actually staying. I was actually got up and, and was watching the Cubs game. So kind of uh, was um, uh, was taking it in a little bit and uh, kind of sh- shut it down. And actually, I shut it down and and and. And the uh, and the Rockets were still far behind, and and uh, that's when the when they made their big comeback. And this is, I think, going to be a Rockets team. You know, this is some, not something we talk necessarily about a lot in the in the in the in the in the interview. But uh, this is going to be a Rockets team that's going to shoot a lot of three pointers. You know, they've uh, they've gone along the lines of the the the. Golden State Warriors and and they're you know taking a lot of threes and uh, so you know this is a, a team that's going to come back and, and and win a lot of games because of that. Um, so they came back and 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 took down the 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 champs on the on the opening night when they got their their rings. So uh, hats off to to them and uh, obviously uh, Cleveland won their opening game. NBA season is underway, so I guess before, uh, without uh, much further ado, let's let's go to the interview that I did with uh, Chris Ertz here um, in Regensburg, uh, an American, um, went to Syracuse, uh, was on the podcast 
number 246. So if you want to go back and listen to what he said back then, uh, a little bit more about him, whatnot, two, 246. Uh, so this is the chat with him. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. All right, so back on the show um, is Chris Ertz, a just a basket, just kind of call him a basketball lover, NBA basketball lover uh, from my current hometown, <laughs> Regensburg. Chris, thanks for coming back on the show. Well, thanks for having me again. Appreciate uh, it. Chris was on the show uh, 20 episodes ago. We just realized. <laughs> So, round numbers, yeah, always the best numbers. Yeah, 246 and 266, yeah, round numbers, exactly. Um, yeah, so Chris is uh, just a, a passionate NBA fan and uh, much more informed NBA-wise than I am. And, and uh, like I said last week, I would kind of like to uh, kind of do an NBA sort of preview episode, kind of uh, slept on it uh, with the EuroLeague and, and was hoping to maybe do it last week, but and we're gonna miss one day of games, but we're doing it before the games start, right, Chris? You can confirm Dun-dun. that. That's correct. <laughs> um, so we can actually count it as a preview. <laughs> um, so I guess let's let's go right at it. Um, for those who haven't paid attention to the off season at all, to the NBA in the past few months, um. Why don't you, and there's a lot of them. We don't have to go through them all. We might go through one or two of them. But why don't you go, uh, maybe the biggest offseason moves, in your opinion. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be, you know, Irving and, and, and Chris Paul. But maybe just, maybe the biggest two or three, highlight the two two or three that you think are the biggest ones. Um, well, I would say to start, you got to talk about Paul George and ultimately Carmelo joining up on the, Oklahoma City Thunder, and then not only that, but Oklahoma also re-signing Russell to a five-year deal, which when he blows his knee out this year because he's going at a billion miles an hour, it's going to look like a bad deal. But for the time being, um, you know, small market team, uh, they've only got limited resources, how they can kind of coax people to come down to Oklahoma City. So um, at the very least... Um, they will have one season of dysfunctional basketball. That you know so well from being a Knicks fan. <laughs> hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but uh, no, it, 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 who knows? Uh, if, if it breaks right and they get a uh, concentrated Carmelo uh, with Paul George, you know, being kind of the glue guy, Scotty Pippen role, they fall in love with one another. You know, they might stick around for a while. That could be um, a scary team for the next few years. So that is that's one. You of course, have Chris uh, Paul going to Houston, which uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that's going to end badly. Um, my reason being is Harden tends to be a bit of a, an aloof guy. And you've got Chris Paul, who is a real tyrant when it comes to uh, running the show. And I think if he really starts getting under James Harden's skin, I could see that thing falling apart real fast and getting ugly quick. And not only that, they don't play much defense there either. 
And I think that's also going to give Chris Paul reason to bark. So that's going to be an interesting turn of events there. Um, what else do we have here? Well, you've got uh, Kyrie Irving going to Boston, which will lead to my greatest hope for the, well, tonight, in fact, and that is LeBron James punching him in the face. Um, <laughs> would be just enjoyable. I mean, I, I don't hold any ill will against Kyrie, but just for the sake of it, would be nice to see. Uh, yeah. So, um, you've got also um, Gordon Hayward joining the Celtics, making them, at the very least, a 1A to, the, to Cleveland's number one ranking in the East. So, unfortunately, the rest of the East really looks like crap. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, the best of all of the deals that have been signed in this past offseason, it really does have to go to that small-town team that really struggles to bring in players. Of course, that being New York City and throwing $70 million at what should probably be your fourth or fifth, fifth best guy on a playoff team. So, yeah, we didn't do so well. Oh, who is that? Tell us that. Oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> we gave him $70 million. Yes. He averaged 14 points a game last year. When you got the cash, you should give it out. <laughs> uh, maybe the unicorn likes him. Um, no, 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 no. They were quite clear on it. It was the fact that, uh, he was a previous Nick and, uh, he was liked by the owner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, uh, I'm also of the mindset that I think they were kind of doing one of those, let's do a favor for a, an agent. So hopefully, you know, in the future he'll, you know, give us a little rub. Um, all right, so so whatever comes to fruition, who knows? You, you look at you look at um, you know you mentioned Boston, you mentioned Irving uh, going to to Boston, you know Cleveland. They get a mm-hmm. still injured Isaiah Thomas, who looks like maybe uh, I, this is actually a, a, a while ago that I looked, but somewhere they're thinking January February he might be able to come back. Um, you know, but the, you know they also added <clears throat> um, Derek Rose, and they also a- added um, his best friend, you know, LeBron's best friend, um, uh, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Love is still there. What do you think about the, the additions that Cleveland were able to bring in? Um, they will help all of about 45 minutes in the playoffs. Um, the vast majority are going to sit a good deal of time during the regular season. Uh, well, not a good deal, but I, you know, we're talking, they're going to hope to get 60 games out of the Derrick Rose and, and Dwayne Wade. Um, it, it's, it's just kind of patching things together and just doing their best to get through the season. And then hopefully they arrive in one piece. Um, Isaiah Thomas comes back. He'll be able to shoulder a huge load if his hip is right. But that's a big if at this point. If it's not, it, that's also a really, really bad deal. Uh, and it's really unfortunate for him because, you know, for a 5'9 guy, he's really given it his all. And then Danny Ainge, you know, threw him out with the trash. Mm. So, yeah. Now, I don't I don't see this. Um, I, they're going to need an awful lot of luck to get through this and make a deep run in the playoffs. What was your favorite move of the offseason? Off um, 
My favorite move. Boy, that's a good if one. That's, if that's, you know, making a well, team unwatchable, be watchable, or, you know, make them a contender now where they were, you know, missing a piece. Well, I'll tell you what my favorite move is, is actually addition by subtraction. And that is Chris Paul leaving the Clippers. Uh, I hear an awful lot of um, negative press at the moment about how the Clippers are going to be, you know, a 500 team. And it's a really, you know, tough slog in the West. Um, I think he was a real pain in the butt in the locker room. And I I have a feeling with the additions they have put in place there, adding Patrick Beverly, adding um, Milos Teodosic, which is going to be fun. Um, I think they're going to play a lot, a, a much more loose brand of, of basketball, and I think that will result in more wins. So I would say, for me, that's probably the biggest one. It allowed um, the Clippers to reset the entire team, but without having to blow the team up. So there's my final answer. Um. Warriors not doing anything really does it make a difference at all when you look at the West and so many other teams doing really so many other things and and I mean uh, were the Warriors so far out ahead of everybody else that you know all these moves basically doesn't bring anyone that clo- that much closer. I say um, that anything short of a long-term injury to Durant or to Steph at this point. Um, there's nothing really stopping them. Uh, the, 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 the quality of the team. And, and what's worse is and what actually irritated me a little bit, and that was actually one of the things I was thinking about was what was one of my favorite things of the offseason. Um, all of their guys, Sean Livingston, um, there's a couple other bench guys, and then they added my favorite – Israeli player and Osri uh, Caspi, Omri Caspi. There we are. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, the, the depth just never ends, and, and the, the pieces just fit around so well. Yeah, you're going to have to see a major, major, major injury to one of those two for any team to have a shot. Uh, well, let me say that what I wrote down was Warriors' stiffest competition in the West? Question mark. Um, well, I, I, th- I think it'll be Oklahoma City to start, um, if only because I do think uh, Carmelo is going to be engaged at least for one season. Um, he doesn't have much left in the tank. I, you know, I've been watching him my whole life. Um, he's got plenty of offense, and I, I think he's got an awful lot of, of uh, fight left in him. But I think if he really gives it his all this season, there ain't going to be much left for the rest of his career. So... Um, I would say probably Oklahoma City's right up there. Um, I like Utah the way they're positioned, um, kind of a faceless defensive monster uh, with Rudy Gobert running around down on the post. Um, I, I I think they will. They're they're the type of team. They're like uh, Memphis as well, where uh, the grit and grind team. They're no longer that, but um, the previous renditions have always given uh, the Warriors a bit of a headache. And, uh, you know, I already said the Clippers. I, I, I do think they're going to do quite quite well. You can't rule out San Antonio, obviously. Um, deep, deep team. Uh, if Kawhi plays to MVP levels, 
you know, they're easily within a shout of knocking off the, the Warriors. And, you know, Denver, uh, the thing about Denver is, is if they can get them in Denver and that can be that can be a really fast paced team this year, even faster than in Golden State. And that's saying a lot. If they can really get going fast, you get teams into Denver where it's kind of hard to breathe. You know, you might be able to sneak out a few wins and then you just have to try to win one one away. I'm not saying it's likely, but. It's there. It's a possibility. Interesting. Um, the third favorite in total um, in the by the bookmakers is Houston, and you and you named one, two, three, four Western teams, right? Yeah, four Western teams, and and you left off Houston. I know your addition by subtraction, subtract, subtraction by addition theory then goes for Houston. Then. I- James Harden is a sensitive fellow. What can I tell you? <laughs> I, I really think he he showed up two years ago out of shape, and he really didn't react well to the press. And now he's going to have something much worse than the press in his ear at all at all minutes, you know. And I I don't, don't see that ending well. So if it works, how people how obviously the Houston people think hope it works. Do you is it is it a team that can? Give uh, they don't defend. Okay. I mean, a lot of it depends on how how well Clint Capella improves. Um, can he really lock down the middle? Because Chris Paul, you know, he you know always been a top tier, if not the best defensive point guard in the league, but he already started showing signs of aging last year. Um, I don't know how much longer he has it. And short point guards don't have a good track record of, you know, slow, slowly winding down. It's usually going, 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 gone. Um, and if he loses a little bit of pace, uh, he's going to lose every and all advantage that he has. And then teams are just going to treat him like Isaiah Thomas, a slightly bigger version, but albeit the same thing. And if you have Harden, who most times doesn't really give a crap about defense. Chris Paul, who could become a liability playing defense, you got no uh, perimeter defense, they're going to get cooked. And they only, and then they're just going to have to try to outrun teams. And uh, Chris Paul is a good three-point shooter, but he's not a great one. And if he's lost his legs, that's going to come down too. You're looking at you know potential Steve Nash season with the Lakers. Houston fans, you don't want to listen to what Chris is saying. Look away. <laughs> um, the 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 East. Um, you said basically one uh, one and one A. Uh, Cavs yeah. road back to the finals. Who stands in the way? Um, there, if there's a trade made, I mean, that's about it. I mean. I heard I heard an interesting one, which was to flip uh, Hassan Whiteside for Boogie Cousins. So that would be Miami and New Orleans. If you do that, that puts um, Hassan Whiteside at center, which Anthony Davis doesn't want to play, and it gives Boogie Cousin run of the roost in Miami. If I see that team out there, 
would say yeah, they could give a run. You got Washington out there, but I think they're also a move away. And other than those two, no, <laughs> the answer is a big fat no. There's nothing else out there that would concern either one of those top two teams. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunately a relatively boring uh, regular season going into the season. Uh, granted, lots of things can happen, and there's always injuries that can um, you know crop up. But as it stands right now, it's one of those two. Flip a coin. So if if it's not uh, Warriors Cavs Part Four, it'll be Boston doing the ceremonious um, taking down of the Eastern champs, ending LeBron's yeah, effectively. run. Effectively, one one way or the other. Yeah, you know, and uh, I. You could throw out many, many, many different teams, but where we stand right now with the information we have, it's Golden State Warriors versus one of those two. And they're just basically electing to see who gets to get fed to the wood chipper. Uh, uh, all right. Biggest surprise of the year. I liked, I liked you calling uh, Utah maybe, but biggest surprise. Now, like I said, I, I people say the Clippers look like a maybe a, a six, seven, or eight seed. I would not be surprised. I really would not be surprised if they wind up somewhere around a three or four seed. And to go one step further, um, I would not be surprised if the dark horse for MVP, which I've heard nobody talk about other than myself, would be one Blake Griffin. Um, he is going to have full control of that team. Everything's going to run through him. Of course, Teodosic will bring the ball up and he'll make fun passes, but when he sits, they'll be playing point forward with Blake, so he'll be creating. Uh, I just see a lot of responsibilities now. He gets hurt a lot. He gets hurt, that conversation's over with. But if he stays healthy and that team starts to really like itself, yeah, I would say potential... Top three finish for uh, the L.A. Clippers. Sticking to the Clippers and sticking to Taya Dosage, um, I think a couple weeks ago I, was, uh, I had a uh, – it was, I know it's pretty high, but an over-under of like 19 and a half uh, plays of the day top tens for Taya Dosage. What would you – and I think I said something like uh, 10.5 – Top ten plays of the week for Taya Dosage. Would you, what, what do you have for that? What was the last, What was the second half? Because the first half, I'm over all the way. But what was the second half? Top ten plays of the week. How many? Ten and a half. Oh, that's toughy. Because <laughs> now, now you're going up against the rest of the league. But if you're talking plays of the day, um, that one's easy because he's going to be creating. How many lobs exactly to, for Blake? To, for Blake and and Jordan, <laughs> and not to mention crazy uh, passes to yeah. wide open guys to sink game winning threes. I mean that's that's no brainer. He's he's all over that. Um, but how many weeks is the season? Plays of the week. How many weeks is the season? I would, I would have to think under because you're also going. There's going to be a lot of them, but there's a point where you kind of get saturated saturation happening. And it starts kind of, you know, bubbling in different directions. So, 
I don't know. Um, Jordan and, and Griffin can throw down some pretty massive dunks, and and he's in yes, that. And he's in that but, highlight. Uh, it's more. It's more so Jordan now than it is Griffin. Griffin, because of his injury history, tends to be more of under the rim. I'm not saying he's always under the rim, but he doesn't get as involved with those uh, cannonballs anymore. So um, now that. So I'm going over and under. There's there's my response on that one. Uh, I, we had the biggest uh, surprise. How about the biggest disappointment of this season? The biggest disappointment. Okay, let me let me. Uh, that sounds like call a, the crazy a, a, a one Houston. Here. I mean, it is the first time in how many years will it be? Eight, nine years. That we will not see LeBron James in the conference finals. In the con- or, uh, sorry, in the, uh, in the NBA, NBA finals. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first time in seven years, I think it is. Six years, seven years, something like that. He will not make the NBA finals this year. That is my biggest disappointment. I do love me, LeBron. I do think, I mean, you can very much make the argument he is, you know, the best ever. Um but I think we are about to see the very slow but very real beginning to the end this year. I just think that team is is just too ugly, too old. They don't have enough stuff. They've got that first-round pick from Philadelphia. Um, so maybe they might be able to turn that into something, but it's not going to be much. Mm. And I just I don't see it. I don't see it this year. Well, any, see it any team apart. having to re- really rely on 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 Wade and and Derrick Rose, you know, it's like you're asking for trouble. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was an old team that got older. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, some might go, well, no, but that's that's a veteran team, and that's true. You know, in, in the playoffs, sometimes a veteran team is okay, but not with Boston as well coached as they are, mm-hmm. um, as young as they are, as hungry as they are. Nope. No, nope. they'll, they'll take Boston to probably six or seven. I w- won't be in fewer than six, but I don't see them making the, um, the finals this year. Uh, MVP. Probably I would say you got to start with, KD, because if he stays healthy, I, it, it, Steph's personality is to you know take a step back. He, KD is definitely willing to take control. I think his time in Oklahoma City kind of prepared him for this this moment. I think he's I think he wants it, and I think uh, the Golden State boys are willing. Are, are willing Need to give it up. for whatever reason. Steph does manage to steal enough stats to buy, um, but he's going to have to raise his his offensive game still uh, a step more than it was last year, and that was already pretty impressive. But uh, that wasn't. And outside of those two, as I said, I would say my third pick would probably be Blake. Okay. I know a lot of so, people. A lot of people are talking about Kawhi, which I don't know. I, go ahead. What was that, Dave? I, I, I say a lot of people are picking Kawhi, Leonard, but yeah, yeah, and and and, and rightly so. But there's 
there's another thing that I, I'm more concerned about um, the way the whole team fits. They really kind of grinding gears the whole season last year. And there really wasn't much. Some, sometimes the, the best uh, change is no change as the, the front man on that team. It's a bad, bad idea. He's another case of a small point guard who's lost a step. And I, I'm outside of him having all sorts of weird blood transfusions and, and refinding his youth. Um, I just think that team's a bit too old as well. And I, I, I think it will be the thing that holds Kawhi back from getting it. Yeah, I mean, that's a team in transition, too. I mean, you look at, you know, first year without Duncan and, and you know, so. But, mm-hmm. And eventually some of those other guys are going to have to, you know, really, really, really take over. You know, Ginobili's still playing an important role and Parker and stuff. But And that's a problem. You know, and Paul Gasol as well. Yeah. I mean, they're all good players. I would give them all their due. But they can't fill it up every single night, and that's a problem. And it's going to lead to too many losses, and those losses are going to keep him from ultimately winning. He wound up killing himself, and that was one of the things people noted last year. He wasn't as good. He was still, you know – otherworldly defensive, but he wasn't as good as he had been. And the reason being is he's got to cover up all of those holes and he just can't do it. So. All right. Your MVP. How about your rookie of the year? Um, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons and I will say the reason, I think there's actually a really good reason for that one. Not just, not just because he would be the best player, but also because the fact that, it should have been Embiid last year. It should have been a sixer. Uh, the only reason it wasn't a sixer was because he didn't play enough games. Um, I think the voting public will correct that. Uh, I I know Lonzo Ball will be fun, but I think he'll get figured out before the end of the year because I don't think he has the foot speed to be a great rookie. I think he has the head to be a great professional, but I just – think he needs a few years to really understand the craft um uh, what was oh and dennis smith i would say is I my De- number I two thought, i thought dennis was actually your number one wasn't he no 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 okay. it's always been ben okay uh, but dennis has always kind of been right there because um they dallas is turning the keys over to him um and he is going to have a very smart coach in rick carlisle He's going to have one of the all-time greats in Dirk, you know, teaching him. So um, you're looking at, um, I would say th- those are your two most likely candidates. Um, two, two more. Players you're okay. really looking forward to watching. I can't wait to watch the Greek Freak again. Yes. I just love watching him. Yes, that's correct. Um he he's a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to see. And Milos, and Milos. Uh, if Jokic can really lead oh, yeah. Denver into <laughs> yeah. um, the next the next level, not to mention Carl um, Anthony Towns in Minnesota, um, would love to see that whole team make the jump. Um, other players that I would really like to see. Well, I've mentioned all bigs, and I. Won't change it here. I always love Marcus All. I love his big man, crazy passing game that 
that he brings, uh, the set shots. The, the, the guy is just as intelligent as, as can possibly be. Love watching it. Oh, and as a Nick fan, I probably shouldn't forget KP, the unicorn. The unicorn. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, he starts fooling guys with a crossover. The shackles are off. Hopefully. That's, that's, that's uh, the hope. Uh, last question, champion. Yeah, it's the Warriors. Yeah, it's pretty pretty easy. It's pretty sad, but there probably, you go. Yeah, one of the easier questions of the evening, I guess. Huh? <laughs> so. All right. Um, Chris, thank you very much. Um, I know you're not out there for people to read, and and uh, you should go get you put some of your stuff out there, man. Maybe. Maybe one of these days. We will see. We will see. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna... So, David, yes. thank you very, very, very much. Appreciate it, and yep. uh, and uh, good luck with uh, with uh, your uh, football season. Thank you, and thank, uh, maybe we'll thank uh... you for beating me in fantasy football yesterday, this week. You're welcome, anytime. And and then hopefully, uh, hopefully your team sucks in uh, in fantasy basketball. You had an auto auto draft pick, which I'm, I like that free throw percentage. You have DeAndre Jordan, and I think you have Dwight, Dwight Howard too. I dropped him. <laughs> He's <All right>. yours. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. I'm not going to take him up. All right, Chris, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yep, take care. Okay, yeah. I wanted to go to the interview then to um, to kind of uh, let you know how down how how, how down um, Chris is on, on the Houston Rockets. And, you know, that's definitely you know Chris Paul is definitely a, a personality that uh can uh, be a challenge and it and that's probably going to be the the deciding factor in in this uh in this season for for Houston is how Chris Paul can can um, can uh, react and 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 interact with that um with that locker room and uh, if he's able to do that and is able to create, and uh, they're able to share the ball, him and Harden. Then uh, it could be very interesting. And uh, you know, like I said, they're gonna they're going to shoot a lot of threes, and they're going to be passing uh, the ball uh, a bit as well, not as fluidly and whatnot as as um, as the Warriors and, and maybe probably the the Spurs, and maybe it looks like also the Lakers, but. It's uh, going to be a a, a, a three-point shooting team, and so they're never going to be out of games and you know live and die by the jump shot, uh, but you're going to get more points. So interesting for sure. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, the Utah, it's interesting as far as, uh, you know, that's going to be a, you know, I don't know if you want to call them a down-dirty team, but, you know, it's... They could they could uh, be uh, be a group that you know the Axum injury hurts a little bit as well, but you know like Chris said, the Gobert there is uh, really an intimidating factor, and uh, so, but uh, it's for me it's hard, and this is even before the injury, uh, it's hard for me to see that the Cavs don't get back and face the the Warriors in part four of this thing. Whether or not you know, even even before the the injury, I, I I I didn't think that. I mean, I knew that they were playing with fire with all the old injuries, but um, they're the 
you know, there's been so much of a uh, a willingness of, of guys to come and play for for LeBron that uh, I'm sure that they will they would find somebody later in the season if uh, need be if they need a guard if they need a shooter you know if they need a a, a big they can do some things you know there's going to be players out there that that uh that they're going to be able to find and so i think that uh, you know that's just one of the factors of of being a, a great like lebron is and 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 having the you know, people knowing that he's going to be able to, you know, get a team almost on his own to the finals. And, and so you have a serious chance of going for the title. So, uh, so for me, it, it seems Cavs and, and, and Warriors. And I, you know, uh, like, like Chris says, I think unless, unless there's a big injury to one of those two guys, Durant or Curry, I think that those, um, that, uh, that, that the Warriors will probably win it. And uh, so, uh, rookie of the MVP, I, you know, I, I was really tempted to say I'm going to go for for LeBron. Um, and I, I still probably think he's the best player, um, still out there. Uh, you know, there's a couple of guys getting close, uh, because LeBron is 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 slowing down a bit, uh, but only a bit, and uh, you know, but. He's still he's still the, the top dog without a doubt, and uh, you know, I I don't think he'll win the MVP, but I would probably you know say he should be the MVP. Uh, I'll, I'll probably go with Durant, um, but you know that's not really necessarily thinking that he. I'm not gonna say he doesn't deserve it, but you know, I. I Maybe Kyrie, maybe Kyrie. If they end up going to, I don't know. I can't remember exactly when they vote. If they vote at the end of the regular season, or if uh, I know they do that in, in some sports as well. So I don't know if they do that in basketball. If they do it at the end of the regular season, so we'll see. Uh, and rookie of the year, um, you know, I said Ball from the start. Somebody mentioned Simmons. I forgot about Simmons coming uh, back and being a rookie this year. Uh, I really think he's going to be fantastic this year. And I think he has a bigger, stronger body than than Ball. Uh, that he's going to be able to hold up better than Ball. Uh, but uh, Ball's going to be so much fun, and I think that that team's going to be pretty decent. The Lakers. And um, so I'll, I'll stick with I'll stick with Ball. Um, and I guess I I mean, do you consider Teodosic a rookie? Because if you do that, you kind of almost have to say, I think he's going to be fantastic in the NBA, and and I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on both of those. I'm going to go over on 19 and a half, and I'm going to go over on 10 and a half uh, uh, of uh, on Teodosis' stats that we had. So, all right, uh, I should probably run and um, and uh, get you guys this podcast, and then uh, I have some things I need to get to to to, to take care of. So last thing I'm going to let you, uh, you know, you need to know is what you're going to be listening to. The song is called Little Wooden Church. It's by the Trumpeteers. It's actually one absolutely beautiful song. And uh, so was was pretty excited when I saw this on freemusicarchive.org. Go there, freemusicarchive.org. Check out loads and loads of great music. Um, this very wonderful, tender song, Little Wooden Church by the Trumpeteers. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Well, it was in 
childhood day. My name is Jerry Holden, and you are listening to Taking the Charge. <laughs> 